Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Generation Fangirl. I was born in the 80s. And I was born in the 90s. And together we talk about all kinds of geeky things like the scent of fresh lemons and the days of my youth. And in this episode, we're talking about... What are you talking about? Ace Attorney. (laughs) (sighs) The scent of fresh lemons, the days of my youth. Nobody knows what we're talking about except like four people on the internet. I never sing, but for you, I will do that. (laughs) Oh, oh, thank you. This series means a lot to us. So yes. Uh, if this is your first time hearing about it, welcome. And we hope by the end of the episode, we can convince you to check out these great games. It's now hear me out. It's a video game. And you like do video game, like solving puzzles and stuff. But you're a lawyer. So this game <laughs> isn't, I I still feel like it's not that well known. It's gotten bigger, but I still feel like it has a very small but dedicated fan base. And probably one of my favorite game series. And you know what? It's coming out on every console ever next next spring. It's coming out on the Switch. It's coming out on PS4. It's coming out on PC. It's coming out on Xbox One. So if you've heard of this game, but you just never got around to it because you didn't have a DS or you sold your 3DS, it, it doesn't matter anymore because now you can play it. Yes. And yes. everybody on this godforsaken planet should play it. <laughs> I feel like most people, I mean, people who know video games would know that this is the game with the lawyers. Um, yeah. But maybe people haven't checked it out yet. It's been around for a while. The first one was released in tw- 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the, on the regular Nintendo DS, back when 3DS wasn't a thing, or even before DS Lights, I think. But it was released like sequentially as a trilogy, like one year after the other. Uh, and it has a bunch of different spin-offs and reboots and an anime now too. So people might actually know it from the anime. Um, oh yeah, it does have an anime. And it's, I only watched the first season, I think. Uh, a lot of people didn't really like it. I didn't really care. I was like, this is great. I'm going to just soak it in my eyeballs. It's going to be the, wonderful. The interesting thing about translating these games from a games to the anime is that, so the games are set up where there are five cases per game different murder cases and mystery cases. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first season, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it was it was the whole first game, is that right? So it went through like I all of them? I believe so. It, was a mm-hmm. lo- it came out a while ago and it's had more seasons, but I just haven't watched it. But it yeah, for, from what I remember, it was pretty much just the first game or at least the beginning of the first game. I don't think it was the entire first game, but it had a lot of... Yeah, the, the anime has... Um, 25 episodes and only only two seasons right now mm-hmm. um actually interesting the did they use different studios for the seasons studio or oh. uh, a1 oh. pictures did season one and cloverworks did season two so that's interesting um, i think it was just weird because uh so with the original trilogy and i think up until dual destinies there were no there wasn't any voice acting uh, yes, that's true. So it was. I think it was kind of jar- jarring to some they people all... to see, like, oh, it's it's Phoenix and he's speaking English, and it's mm-hmm. not just like a sprite that's just making animations. And so I guess let's start this off by kind of walking people who may be new to the series through 
the the structure of how these games had been released. Yeah. Um, so we had the first three games, which were 2005, 2006, and 2007, respectively. Um, the first one is called Ace, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, and they all kind of go along like that. Um, mm-hmm. The second one is Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Justice for All, and then we have Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trials and Tribulations. Yeah, and then and after they, that, they all were more. very the, like the trilogy is very self-contained. Like mm-hmm. a lot of stuff in Trials and Tribulations kind of wraps up stuff that was happening in the first game, so mm-hmm. it kind of all comes full circle, and then everything else is kind of like sequels to that but the we're just gonna really talk about the trilogy today because that's what's getting released next spring and that's really the meat of the series i feel like yeah they're being released as like bundles which is very exciting i'm gonna go ahead and just read off the other games that came after that um so if we mention them that's what we're referencing but otherwise we're kind of just gonna be going off on our love of ace attorney and into into this beautiful world so after Present tribulations. We got Apollo Justice Ace Attorney, which was a spinoff and time skip kind of and game. And a new, a new protagonist. Mm-hmm. You didn't play as, yeah, you didn't play as Phoenix Wright. And his name was Apollo Justice, which honestly probably beats Phoenix Wright in terms of awesome names. Sorry, yes. Phoenix, I love you, but Apollo Justice is really great. And we also got an older looking Phoenix, and it's kind of a mystery because this isn't. I'm not going to spoil things, but he's in a different place than he is in the first three mm-hmm. games. So it's kind of like, how did he get here? Like, he's a mentor to this kid, but like, how how do we move on from here? And then the fifth game um, was Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Dual Destinies, where Phoenix is the protagonist again, but he also kind of shares the spotlight with Apollo Justice. So we get a flip perspective kind of thing. And this game, with that one, do you? I think in that game you play as both. Yes, so like do. one case you'll be Apollo and one case you'll be Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Or you they kind of switch off with um different like like perspectives mid game sometimes if you need to do. Actually no, you're right. I think it is I think it is per episode. Um yeah. cuz sometimes Phoenix sometimes Phoenix can't do stuff and sometimes Apollo is, you know, off being mysterious and doing something. No spoilers. But um yeah. And that game I, I will say it was I enjoyed being in that world again because um, Apollo Justice came out in 2008 and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm talking about all the North American releases and then we got Phoenix Wright in 2013 so it had been a little while oh yeah Um, mm -hmm. and I remember being so excited for it and unfortunately it's I I love that game the character designs are bananas as usual it's (laughs) so much fun but it's really spoon-fed it's very it's too easy because it just feels like this Dual Destinies. Oh, yeah. I think they really handhold you through it, and they just, it, it just is much more like a light not or like a visual novel um, instead of the challenging parts of the game. Because, I guess I'll interject this here, through the games, you, you do investigation stuff, but you also can, like, object to things in court, and you present evidence, and you solve puzzles with, like, what evidence to present and interrogating witnesses and things like that. But in Dual Destinies, it was all very obvious the route you were supposed to be taking. So there wasn't a mm-hmm. lot of um, They just had different, uh, or not different, but they had intro of new game mechanics. Mm-hmm. Like the, um, you could feel if someone would sit, have a statement and then they would say something like, uh, oh, I was really angry at this or whatever. Oh, but yeah. they're, they're, they would actually, their voice would be giving off sort of like a a happy Mm -hmm. feeling or something Mm -hmm. so you'd be like i don't know you seem like you were really happy about this thing that you say made you angry Mm -hmm. and then you're right because we it was kind of different 
we we got a new character in Athena Sykes, and she's a psychologist, emotional psychologist. So we kind of got that power. Meanwhile, uh, Apollo Justice has the power to, like, he has really special eyes and a special bracelet. I won't get more into that, but he can like see ticks where people are lying, and like mm -hmm. when they like twitch their eye when they're saying Which a lying. I statement. like that mechanic. I, I think love that's that really mechanic. fun because you have it's to so slow fun. it down, and then you mm -hmm. zoom around the the it's also, sprite it's animation. Really hard. Yeah, because they're like, very tiny. I've gotten really stuck on some of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that was really the only time I had to look up uh, a walkthrough yeah. because I just could not figure out. And it's something really obscure. It's not always yeah. like your eye twitches or something. It's it's sometimes it's something really, really weird. And, and then we see in the last game, the one that was actually just released in... Uh, a couple years ago in 2016, uh, Apollo comes back again. So does Phoenix. It's called Ace Attorney Spirit of Justice. Uh, we get a lot of recurring characters. This girl named Maya, who is my favorite character, comes back. And we'll get more into her later. But those are the main titles. We have a couple spinoff games that spin off with the main prosecutor guy. Um, there's a crossover series with Professor Layton and Phoenix Wright, which th those games share a lot of the same fan base. And for good reason, I love both of those series um so it's very fun to see this kind of like wild storyline of their universes coming together but they're also in this like medieval city with witches and there's a witch hunt and phoenix and maya lose their memory and they're bakers and they're kind of enemies at first professor layton and phoenix are also i love though it created canonical heights for them so professor layton is so phoenix wright is as tall as professor layton plus his hat so like they're the same height if Professor Layton is wearing his hat and that's just wonderful. <laughs> I also want to say there were the other games that are like prequel games set in the like Edwardian era and about like Sherlock Holmes and Watson meeting ancestors of Phoenix Wright. It's called Dai Gyakuten Saiban uh, Naruhodo Ryunosuke no Boken. Um, so it's about Naruhodo is uh, Phoenix's Japanese name which means I perceive, so it's another like pun. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, back to the main three games. Well, I guess we can, let's just start with our introduction. Like, how did you get into these games? Um, so my introduction to this game is kind of random. It <laughs> was the group of friends that I had uh, after, after high school. We all kind of knew each other in high school, but we would, really didn't hang out. And so we had this message board that we would use to communicate with each other while we were away at college. And this was before like Facebook was the way it was and social media and stuff. We kind of made like our own social media and we would just post silly links and dumb stuff. And there was this site and it's still up because I'm staring at it. <laughs> And it's called objection.mrdictionary.net. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's this, okay, it's just this, like, you you pick uh, whichever character you want, and then you type in your own text, and then you click objection, and then it will do a little animation with the music, and it'll say <laughs> objection, and then whatever stupid thing that you typed in. So you could be like, objection, Was your that face your looks like a fart or something, you know, and <laughs> we didn't know what it was, but we just kept typing in stupid stuff and then sending it to each other. And it was all that was your like, first. Yes. <laughs> just like absolutely zero context. Yeah, and wow. we uh, it was just a bunch of like inside jokes and stuff. And we kept playing around with it. And then we were like, OK, what is, where are these animated sprites coming from? And then so we started playing it and it just kind of got around the whole circle of friends. 
and we'd come home for summer and we'd all borrow the DS cartridge. Someone would buy the game and then we'd all borrow it. And then we just all got super obsessed with it. And then we started like quoting it and role playing. And then we were, but this was right around the time that we started going to conventions. Mm-hmm. So we all were like, let's cosplay Phoenix Wright. And then we all made costumes and we all looked awesome. So we just cosplayed that for like four years straight. <laughs> oh, and I mean, <laughs> that's not all Peony because I've seen a I've seen a special video that you, you showed me. Oh, I have a lot of special videos. <laughs> yes, but particularly when you entered a skit contest at a convention mm-hmm. yes. in Phoenix Wright outfits. Which one? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize there were multiple. (laughs) I am referring to the one that is so brilliant. And it was you and your friends making a kind of crossover of Phoenix Wright and um, Trauma Center, which is another game that I think it shares a lot of the same fan base. um, Yeah, it's mostly with doctors. It's mostly Trauma Center. Well, Mm -hmm. and then, okay, so there were there were three things that we were obsessed with in my college days of 2005 and beyond and it was phoenix right trauma center <laughs> and house uh-huh and then that that's, what we, <laughs> that's what we made a skit about and it's great <laughs> and i mean like the only reason that it's just that we needed a patient and so we were like i guess we'll throw phoenix in there i don't know so that's the only reason that it's related to this topic but we've done a few other ones too but i don't know if we have video of them they were so long ago mm-hmm. but yeah that's just that's all we did is we and, and we found a lot of friends that way too because like a lot of people kind of knew who phoenix was because he has a very he has a bright blue suit and he's mm-hmm. got weird hair and usually people will walk around with signs that say objection i remember the first time i saw a phoenix red cosplayer with a sign and i was just like that is brilliant because in yeah. the game his his thing is that he objects in court and it's this big bright graphic that just says objection and so people will hold the signs on sticks and walk around but i also remember it was about the size of his head so when mm-hmm. I, me and my friends cosplayed Phoenix Wright, I'll get into that later. We made a sign that was literally like, it was like like four feet across and like three feet tall. It was gigantic. So re- literally my friend who was cosplaying Mia Faye, um, the mentor or Phoenix would be walking down the hallway and you'd have to like dodge out of the way of her sign. It was probably, mm-hmm. they might not allow it nowadays in cons, but this was circa like 2009 yeah. anime conventions. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like the silly thing is, is that, we would that's actually kind of how we made friends with a lot of people through uh, a lot of the uh, conventions that we went to a lot of the Dallas summer uh, conventions, Mm -hmm. because they were the only people that noticed us. And we would see we kept seeing them at the same cons all the time because they knew about us because we were this obscure. We were very obscure, possibly group, because it wasn't just phoenix it's like we Mm -hmm. would cosplay from like certain cases and and, like nobody would know who we were unless you played that game that's the wonderful thing about this game is that all the character designs are so wild and everyone's names are basically everyone's names are puns Mm -hmm. and you just have such crazy bright colorful character designs but they don't some characters occur in just one case and then they don't show up again and Mm -hmm. we have a lot of repeating characters but you you can fall in love with the design that's even just from one single case. And it's like, well, they're never going to show up again. But if you cosplay them, people who played the games are like, I know exactly who that is. I know exactly like that case. And, like, I mean, that I cosplayed a character that only showed up in a 
in one scene and it was like a flashback like she was dead before the case started so like i just made up her outfit which character is that uh celeste she was oh. yeah it was from oh the one with madame guard mm-hmm. yes and mm. yeah, yeah 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 and she has the high ponytail yeah because i was like oh that looks like me and so and we already had a madame guard and a, like and a wand that's and, very funny yeah and that's the thing is that we had everybody so i was like i'll be this dead chick <laughs> our um i mean when i met you peony uh, we met not through phoenix right but definitely kind of became friends because of it because uh, mm-hmm. our mutual friend we were at akon together one yeah. year and our mutual friend was on tumblr and posting about how she was going to cosplay cora and i think you commented that you were going to be asami and we look at your tumblr icon and it's you dressed up as or or it's or maybe it's not you it's but it's an icon of emma sky yeah. um who's this wonderful forensic detective from the ace attorney series she's in the first game as like a teenager, but she comes back later in the games mm-hmm. and she's a very good science girl. But I remember our mutual friends seeing this and be like, oh my gosh, this person also likes Ace Attorney. This is awesome. Yeah, it's and crazy that's... because normally like I get really jealous when it's so stupid. You shouldn't get jealous when other people cosplay it's... characters that you do and they like do it better. But like every time I see her Emma, I'm just like, you're so cute. You're the best of... Emma. Wait, I'm also the best Emma. Both of Weird your Emmas all... are so good. Both of your Emmas are so great. And- valid and wonderful and i love both of them to death and that's the sign of a good friendship where you're like normally i would be maybe a little threatened but not but keep it on the inside because you shouldn't be jealous or competitive with other cosplayers but sometimes you can't help what you feel it's just good to not to act on it i think but when you know you're like we cosplay the same character but i love you to bits and that's real friendship yeah and she is just the character like she really does act just like me and she Mm -hmm. looks like me so i have scientists yeah also that (laughs) but like it's it's just super weird because i had friends that so like you said emma shows up as a teenager in the first game and then she comes back later in the uh apollo justice game but she's much older she's in her like mid-20s and she i had friends that played that game before i was able to play it and they got to where she shows up and they were like you're in this game like she has your mannerisms and I was like oh okay <laughs> and then I played it and I was like oh it's me perfect and so it just I don't know it's 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 always fun whenever you like find a character that you really relate to like not mm-hmm. only just physically I look a lot like her but just I care about her a lot I oh, want her sure. to be happy and I just that's the thing about that's the other thing about this game is not only is it a, a great like puzzle game and silly puns and jokes and all sorts of you know crazy dialogue mm-hmm. every character is great you have so you either love to hate them or <laughs> you adore them or like there's there's very little right. characters I can think of that were like oh this character was just stupid and annoying and right. was like, pointless I, I love to hate old bag. I just fucking, I just, god damn it, old bag, why? Old bag she, is this old lady that is very pervy and very just annoying. And she's so and extra. She's, yeah, she's so very extra. extra. <laughs> and she talks all the time to the point that whenever she's talking, especially in the first three games, she's just like, beep, 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 because the whole, they don't have dialogue yet. So it's just constant beeps and she just keeps talking and you have to keep scrolling. I definitely feel that. I don't think any, I don't think any characters are quite like, like me, but mm-hmm. I definitely have a really strong connection to these characters i love 
Maya Faye, who is um, mm-hmm. in each. So each game kind of focuses on a different prosecutor uh, antagonist, for lack of a better word. But they're not always bad. They're just like doing their jobs, right? And so you kind of have a assistant who helps you along with that. After your mentor dies, um, you meet this girl who was framed for murder. And once you help her through that, which she this happens very quickly, so it's mm-hmm. not really a spoiler. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the setup of the game. Yeah, because this game features a lot of um, spirit channeling and like oh, yeah. ghost talk. Yeah, I sometimes forget about that, and then I'm like, ah, oh, yes, this is why I love this game. But Maya Fey is a spirit medium. And she's, I don't know, I think she's like seven, 16 or 17 when she joins mm-hmm. in. Um, and then she grows older. So she's like 19 or 18 by the last game. And then there's a time skip and she comes back. Thank God. She's my favorite character. I love her. This this game, what I love about it is how it so well balances like comedy and humor and also tragedy and like really sad character stories um oh, yeah. like Maya Maya loses her sister and like finds her dead body and is framed for the murder and a uh, spoiler alert she's not only framed for the murder she's continuously framed for other murders not really a spoiler but like we have yeah, a lot which, of repeat offenders as it were <laughs> yeah which makes this game very emotional because mm-hmm. it's not just oh it's a random person which of course every once in a while because usually it seems like a lot of cases start out with Phoenix and Maya were at the park getting some burgers. And then all of a sudden there was a murder. And it's like, <laughs> like it just murder follows them wherever they go. But then every once in a while, it's somebody that's a personal part of the story that you've gotten to know. And you're not yeah. just meeting them for the first time, but it's, it's characters that you've known for a while. And all of a sudden you have to save them from being sent to jail for a murder that they didn't do and you want to help them because they were just in the wrong place at the wrong situation or they were just it it goes on there's a lot of more as they as the games advance especially in uh, trials and tribulations it gets a lot more in depth with the storytelling um and kind of callbacks to the whole world that they've built and in the second game they kind of bring up like phoenix dealing with what if he doesn't He's not quite sure if I won't give spoilers, but he's not quite sure if his client is is innocent or not. And he's wrestling with that because his his motivation is that he always believes his client. and He's always going to try and like get them off because um, mm-hmm. you got to have that good boy. He's, Nick is a good boy. And you have yeah, to have him. We should, we should mention that the very the very first game is Phoenix is a baby lawyer. And his first when, case. First yeah, case. His first case is the murder of his mentor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He he's in case he's in he's in court with his mentor, who's kind of like, okay, you take the reins here. And then in, after that trial preview case, immediately after that, we get the murder of his mentor, and you are trying to defend her younger sister and clear her name and find out who murdered your the person who taught you everything, Mia Fey. But actually, my my way of introduction into these games was pretty similar to yours. Uh, mm-hmm. Not through the no context thing, but um, one of my uh, good friends from high school found the games, actually. So it was three of us, like, good friends in high school, and one of them started playing the games. And so the other two of us, we would watch over her shoulder as she played the first two cases. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever played the first two cases by myself, but I watched her play literally all of them um, and then immediately borrowed the game from her. And what's wonderful about these games, at least, like, the first handful of them is I think 
it's good, of course, if you go in order, but you can really like do them kind of out of order if you like. I played, um, I think I played Ace Attorney and then I played Trials and Tribulations and then Justice for All because Trials and Tribulations was the only one that I could get because there was actually a weird shortage. It had a kind of a limited run in North America for the DSs. So you had to kind of find them used copies at GameStop or something. Now it's awesome because they're everywhere, like mm-hmm. iOS games and Wii U and Switch and everything. But they used to only be on the, D- the DS and they were really yeah. hard to find. But I remember feeling so satisfied when I found this used copy of Justice for All at a GameStop, just like by whim. I was like, oh, I guess I'll stop in here and see if they've got one of those lawyer games. And they did. And that is my favorite game. But I also just like pass them around with friends. Like I would buy a couple games and our mutual friend bought the uh, Apollo Justice games. So we would all kind of share them and then experience them together. And it's cool because we all have a different kind of way that we started the game. So we didn't all start them from start to finish. So we all have our different favorite characters and different favorite cases. Uh, but then of course, my first cosplay was also Maya Fey. Do you, do you want to talk about Mr. Edgeworth? Of course. Okay, he is... <laughs> He is very dramatic and yes. you, so, like you get, he's kind of the, uh, he's not the villain. There isn't yeah, really a so villain, but he's always I, like your opponent. So mm-hmm. you want to, he, he gets very smug whenever he gets something right. Or he's yes. like, Edgeworth. oh, guess what? The autopsy report changed in the Edgeworth course of your is. discussion. And you're like, how does this happen? <laughs> What's, what's great about these games is that you start off kind of with a refresher episode in each game, um, mm-hmm. especially for new uh, players. So Phoenix is kind of like a nervous, sweaty guy. He gets nervous every time in court, even though he's done it like a hundred times by he's some point. He's very much the underdog. And it's great, though, because that's a wonderful narrative storytelling way to introduce the series and have us be refreshed about it and also, yeah. like, raise the stakes with, like, oh, no, like, I'm really nervous. I actually don't know what to do. I guess I'll just present some evidence and see what works. But mm-hmm. with each game, we have different – I'm just going to call them antagonists because they're, our, they're the roadblocks in our way. They're prosecutors. Yeah. And Edgeworth is your childhood friend – or Phoenix's childhood friend and main prosecutor for the series. So he shows up in every game – but he is the main prosecutor in the first game. Um, and then we get some like the other, we have like a, his his adopted sister in the second game. And then we have this mysterious man called Godot in the third game. And Edgeworth is wonderful. You get very invested in these cases. Like it sounds strange to say, oh yeah, I'm playing a game about lawyers and court, but you mm-hmm. get, it's very much a crime drama and you get very invested. And it's just, it's very... Can we talk about the music real quick? Yes. The music yes, is, always. The the music gets your it gets my heart racing because it's very it it just it da, knows the da, best da, cues. Da, 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 da. Yeah, like da, when da, things da, becomes da, da. when things become very sinister, it'll get quiet. Like you figure because sometimes you'll figure out it, you know, you'll figure out that the okay, so the the actual killer is always a nobody witness. And then usually by the time you figure out their lies, they reveal themselves and you know that they're the killer, but you have to prove it. And then they get like debolic, you know, like, ha 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 ha, you'll never prove it and all this stuff. And it just gets very um, intense. Oftentimes when you are um, interrogating someone on the witness stand, there's a time when you're like, I know you did it and have to ask the right questions and present the right evidence based on your, your, oh my gosh, what's the word? Like, like 
your state your statement what is it statement. yeah statement yeah your statement and oh, then yeah, you because get by the way wonderful. the judge is an idiot oh yeah he's great he's the great judge just he's believes just, whatever people say he's just this bald guy with a huge beard and at one point you're like in a different country or like you're apollo justice and then his cousin from canada comes in he's also a bald guy but with like a blonde beard it's great um <laughs> oh judge he also doesn't have a name he's just judge and i love and respect him even yeah. though he needs to cut me a fucking break sometimes but what's great yeah, about he'll just be like i don't know that makes sense to me and it's like but he oh my god i'm like listen i gotta walk you through this um, but what's so fun about interrogating people is the everyone has different character sprites and different emotions for their sprites and great designs but when you catch that villain they will break and it's always a fun surprise to see how their design snaps in a way um mm -hmm. because like their hair or hair will like come untangled and like be crazy or like they like there's like for example a character who is kind of a clown i guess this is later in um spirit of justice but she's got like balloon animals and so the balloon animals will pop and mm -hmm. things like that and yeah. um it's always very satisfying to see how the design's gonna switch then i i will also say that um uh, the first three games um it's best to start with them because the the art is is a little rough it's not it's not bad but god it's so good now that comparatively my my phoenix is so handsome now he really has aged like fine wine he's always in, a handsome boy in 2005 he's not he's not that handsome though but listen 2016 he's kind of scruffy handsome though he's like he's like pixelated handsome i guess <laughs> it's fine mm -hmm. <laughs> but the sprites are always fun and edgeworth edgeworth is is marvelous um he's a really interesting character too he's got i don't know i don't want to say too much without kind of spoiling his past mm -hmm. but of course his kind because of because it's backstory, so much fun if you don't know the spoilers and his, his backstory has kind of been rehashed um because it, it takes up most of the um you get a little bit more later on but it's basically the whole first game is kind of his the backstory of why he became a prosecutor and also mm -hmm. why phoenix became a lawyer um mm -hmm. so that's been reiterated a couple times with the movie and with the um anime hey everybody thank you so much for listening to this special ace attorney episode of generation fangirl if you're not already hanging out with us on the internet you totally should we are on twitter at gen fangirl pod and we also track the hashtag GenFGPod. And this is the first place that we will post new episodes on Fridays whenever they come out. And this is the best way to get in contact with us for any comments or suggestions or just rambling thoughts that you might have about whatever we had rambling thoughts about. We also have a list of handy links like our email and other stuff that you might find interesting on our Twitter pinned at the very top so it's the very first thing you see. And as always, be sure to give a like or upvote or review or any sort of interaction with whatever podcast broadcaster you're using because this helps us become visible and helps other people find our podcast. That's it for announcements. Let's get back to the episode. <laughs> Speaking of the movie, though, can we talk mm -hmm. about the movie? Oh, yeah. It's been a Excellent. while since I watched it, but I remember it being very good. It, Except it, for that Maya was kind of mean. 
which was yeah. very strange. That was my only complaint is that like, so sassy. Maya, yeah, Maya in the game is very bubbly and like, she's your cheerleader and she's, she's just easily like, excitable. Yeah. And she's very spirited. And then in the, in the movie, she's like a 17 year old going on 40. She's like very serious. And she's just like, eh, and I'm to just like, oh, okay. I, I liked her, but I do think it's like, it was a little different. They were making her a little more grounded with her. But that's my making, only complaint. They were making her a little more serious with the with the spirit channeling stuff. But the movie came out in 2012, and it it sets out to be exactly what it is. It's like they they had a lot on their plate with all the crazy character designs, and I really think they did a really good job. They did a fantastic job. Yeah, Everybody like, looked exactly mm-hmm. like they should. But also like a little like not grungy, but like a little more like. Like it fit this world that they were building. Mm-hmm. Um, the it wasn't series, so brightly colored. The Ace Attorney series is technically set in the future, um, mm-hmm. so that's why we have we are able to have like they can kind of like fudge the law um, and stuff like that. And they really push that envelope and em- and emphasize that a lot in the movie. Yeah, um, because trials are supposed to take what three days, mm-hmm. like. Trials yeah. are done in three days, and that's and why everything that happens so quickly. Yeah, it, it helps with obviously with the construction of the video game and like a time frame of you to work and stuff like that. Um, but the way that they pushed it in the movie, what that I really liked is that they project all of the evidence on these big um, yeah. like hologram screens because They're that's kind screens. Of, yeah, like that's what it looks like on the game when it's just like on your screen. But in the movie, they really like push that more. Like here it is, like like bring it up on the big screen mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Um, and I rewatched the trailer earlier today and it's, it's, it's very intense and funny and wonderful. Like just funny because they try to make it really like, da, 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 like, well, like the actor who intense. plays Phoenix is mm-hmm. very, he's very precious. He's, he's great. Very, I like, he him. embodies that character so well because he's very much like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing my best, which is exactly. They balance the, the humor and the seriousness very well in the movie, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of movies kind of, if they try and make something funny, like really grungy, like, a, I don't know, Teen Titans and like fuck Batman and stuff, they maybe push it a little too far. I, I need to check that one out. Did, but they still, anyway. did they still have the parrot? They do, Polly the parrot. There, okay, point, here's here's why you should play this game. Here are at pitch. some point you cross examine a parrot. That's the it. End. That's at the end, and his name is Polly, and he's a motherfucker. <laughs> I found it really difficult, but that was so much fun. There's also like a dog named Missile who helps you like find hidden evidence and stuff. There are a lot of pretty good mm-hmm. animals in this game. Oh yeah. Well, I want to I wanna talk a little bit about the other spinoffs before we can kind of like talk about like con stuff and then maybe like touch on our favorite cases. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, other than the movie that came out in 2012, uh, there also have been a couple of musicals based on this series. And the one that is most known um, is a Japanese musical, and it was actually three of them by a uh, Japanese theater troupe called Takarazuka... Uh, review and they are an all-female theater troupe uh, from Japan and they put on these musicals of the different games and I they would, are absolutely I fantastic. I would do anything to see that musical. Right. I mean it's, they don't it's I mean it's over now but like it's I it's still have on, not watched it. Oh really? I mean it's all on YouTube. Is it? I thought At you least, had to buy it. 
No, I know you can find it on YouTube. Does it so it with subtitles? Yes. <gasps> so the first one is called Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, The Truth Reborn, the musical. The second one is called Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, The Truth Reborn 2, the musical. And the third one is called Pros- uh, uh, Prosecutor Miles Edgeworth. And the I have not seen the second two, but the first one is really, really good. And all the women do like such a great job. And Phoenix is very, she's very handsome and beautiful. And she's got this like, instead of doing the spiky black hair, she's did like a... um kind of like light blonde auburn kind of brownish hair that's really beautifully swooped. It's great. My favorite song in this musical is called My Rule. Um, and it's a song about Phoenix, about Edgeworth singing about like his rule in the court and how he like, he, he has very strict like rules that he lives by and how he like doesn't get close to people and he seeks out the truth and like what he stands for and everything. And God, it's it's very good. But you can find um, at least all the songs on YouTube, but I believe you can find the whole musical. I found a clip that was like two hours long. That sounds to me like the whole musical, um, but it's well worth the watch. Um, but they were like really successful. And it looks like they've actually partnered with Capcom before. Yeah, actually all the musicals were like in collaboration with Capcom Japan, which is like pretty awesome. And oh, the yeah, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I remember when it was announced and everybody just lost their minds. Yeah. And the the troupe celebrated their 100th anniversary in 2014, so that's pretty cool. Um, oh, that's adorable. Yeah. But the other I just want to mention real quick, the other musical that has been made out of this series is a fan made musical that I found, I guess, back when I was in college. Uh, it also came out in 2009. Um, the the uh, Truth Were Born musicals also came out in 2009. So it's interesting that they both kind of were released at the same time. This was a fan made musical. I believe it was performed at conventions, but they released all of the songs they made. Um, on YouTube for free, and then I definitely like downloaded you know them and loved them. Called what like the group the is fa- called the fan made one or the yeah the fan made one. Um, so the and the the musical is called Turnabout Musical, uh, the Phoenix Wright Project. It's by so what's weird about this is that I knew the songs because they released all the songs on YouTube, and you can find them under highlights of Turnabout Musical, um, and those are like. They, ha- they have all the different songs that they do. And one of them is Scent of Fresh Lemons, which is what I sang at the beginning of this. And it's my favorite. Um, but they also seem to have released in the past year um, kind of like skits on YouTube of the guys who do the show, like dressed up as different characters, kind of like playing through it. And you can find like other playlists of the Turnabout musical with the sprites of the characters talking. But the one that I know is... Like it has a still of the album artwork and it's just highlights from the Turnabout musical. Um, anyway, I really like these musicals because at least with the fan made one, it chronicles like the different episodes of the first game in musical form. I just think it's funny though that, that Ace Attorney fans go hard. Like I remember going to conventions and I have they been in, mm-hmm, I've been in Ace Attorney mock trials at conventions before where it's kind of like yes yeah right at san japan <laughs> like you think that would be so stupid but it's actually fun because everyone's just like excited to be around other ace attorney people yeah and it's uh for for the most part it's like kind of like a trivia game um i remember winning around once and i got like a free button that looked that had maya on it yeah <laughs> and with maya like 
I, she was my first cosplay, but she, I also remade her recently. Um, in 2016, our mutual friend and I went to uh, Anime Expo, and that was mm-hmm. right before the release of of the Spirit of Justice game. Yeah. So we cosplayed Emma Sky and Maya Fan remade our costumes, and it's just like it's so satisfying to take something that you loved before and still love now and kind of remake it and like mm-hmm. be better and like fresh with it. And they showed the trailer for the game there at Anime Expo. And I, <laughs> it's a little embarrassing, but I cried like actual tears when I saw Maya Fey show up on screen because it had not been announced that she was back yet. And she yeah, was everybody had been Destiny's. asking for where she was mm-hmm. for the past, like what, almost not 10 years, but a really long time because all these new games kept kept coming out and we just never heard about this one main character that has been missing for years. Yeah, she she wasn't in Apollo Justice and then she wasn't in Dual Destinies, but Phoenix mentioned her a little bit. And I just, I love the relationship a lot. Maya is so like, they're very good supportive system to each other because they both loved Mia also. Just like they fit so well There's a lot of love in Mm -hmm. between the characters. Like even... Um, even Larry Butts. No, well, I mean, like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of even in uh, the Apollo Justice uh, mm-hmm. uh, series, I guess. It's kind of like a a family that's yeah. been kind of put together through weird circumstances. It's not just sure. like employees. It's like they're a family, and yeah. it's it's like it's so so cute. Yeah. They they may be part of the right anything agency, but they're also like. A family and a support system and mm-hmm. I tell you seeing being able to see Maya like show up again on the screen and she does her little sprite where she like claps her hands and she says hey Nick and she like tucks her hands behind her back and she's like did you miss me I just I would have cried I like and I was in Maya and like it was so great and we got to like talk to the creators it was just such a wonderful awesome experience and Ace Attorney is just a severely underrated series that has a lot of heart and is very smart too and has just I've made a lot of friends through it you included and it oh yeah it's very- I've made so many friends that I still talk to and okay I know that there's I, there's toxic people in every fandom that is of course, of a course. universal law but every person <laughs> that I've ever I'm serious it, mm-hmm. every person that I've met through Ace Attorney has just been like the coolest people, the chillest people, and like you just meet up with them and you just do like silly inside jokes about like is it a ladder or a step ladder? I lose and- my mind every time someone says step ladder or ladder. Like even at I work in a warehouse, so people talk about it, and I always want to make that joke, but no one will get me. Thank you yeah. for getting me. <laughs> oh yeah, <is> so good. <laughs> I mean, it's a step ladder, obviously. Sure. <laughs> Are you gonna don't please don't kick me off the podcast? That sounds like what a nineties kid would say. <laughs> Are you on are you on the ladder side? Now we have to fight. I'm not really sure. I have to like okay, okay. I have the another situation. If there are lots of different situations. Um but my question for you is burgers or ramen? That's so burgers or ramen. That's so hard. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So that's actually a good point about the localization. Mm-hmm. The translation. Oh, my God. Yeah. Eat your hamburgers, Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
yeah, so All they it's, it's really weird because they it's very obviously a everything set in a Japanese sort of sa- mm-hmm. a town and, and country and everything, but they try to pretend that it's in Los Angeles, but like <laughs> And it's like LA, you know, where they have all the like Shinto temples and stuff in that one scene in like Dual Destinies. And I'm like, okay. They talk about yokai, and I'm like, right, but we're in LA. Yeah, no, the best part is, oh gosh, it was that one case with the um the the noodle cart guy and the uh yeah, and so yeah, and so the, like Maya's talking about how she really wants a burger and how she can't wait to have burgers, but there's a noodle cart right behind her, and you're just like, okay, like they're talking it, they're talking, they're well, actually, they're referencing think- it as like, oh, let's go get a burger at the noodle cart. I think I think um, El Dune is actually in Apollo Justice where Maya is not, but I think you might be talking about Trucy. <sighs> Maybe, uh, yeah. Uh, but Maya wait, no. Maya loves no. This is with um. This is what that one is it walking kataki yeah that guy he's in apollo justice oh man i totally thought that that was okay never mind i feel like they definitely make a joke like that though so but it's just really funny there's a lot it's it reminds me a lot of the um you know brock and his donuts or whatever his his jelly filled donuts (laughs) yeah damn those jelly filled donuts look good very obviously and the the show is so funny because, uh, or the, the game is so funny because they become a little self-aware of this localization thing. Actually, when I was at the AX panel in 2016, um, the wonderful host of the panel and kind of translator for the uh, creators as well was like, oh yes, and uh, this time we return um, to the wonderful world of um, LA where we get our hamburgers and things. And she's just, it's just very obvious. They know how how stretched the localization is. Yeah, I think later in later games, they tried to make it this sort of, like, it's, oh, it's got a name, but it's, like, it's Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, like, <laughs> it's kind of, like, San Fran, Tokyo, or whatever it yeah, was. We live, we live in so the, this, it's, it's a future like, world, so I guess it doesn't, it could happen. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much, like, okay, we, we keep talking about how it's in, like, Los Angeles, but it's, there's obviously japanese things all over the place and in the background and you're just like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's still very funny i i i still associate maya with burgers because she talks about them all the time me too <laughs> there's a i think i i've seen like a keychain of maya Fay, and on one side i think i own it actually on one side she's eating a bowl of ramen and on the other side she's eating a hamburger that's amazing <laughs> just very very good <laughs> The, the localizations are always hilarious. Uh, real quick, I'm trying to look up, like, what year did the Ace Attorney game take place in? Because I feel like it was set in 2018 or, like, 2017 or something. I think it always was, like, 20XX. The, there's one that it, it, like, has a specific date. Oh, wait, um, oh, it does, because there was a timeline where it was, like, oh, it was like, Maya, oh shit, Maya it got murdered in, like, 2015, but it came out in, like, 2005, yeah. so. Oh, I found timeline, okay. I'm just curious about this, and maybe we can mention it, but I'm, like, oh, well, it, like, goes all the way back and tells you, like, these these characters back in the Edwardian era were born at this time and stuff like that. Uh, Waki Kataki is born in 1970 what the fuck wait what wait what no this is wrong oh no winfred kataki never mind and misty oh my gosh 
Damn, how do they get all these dates? Phoenix and Miles are 90s babies. Yeah, let me let me send this. They were born in 92. What makes me so happy is that this game is set in the future. So technically, like like Phoenix Wright is sort of my age, so there's a possibility that I could marry him one day. Hey, that's fine. Hey, so hey, this is fine. Phoenix is my he is my video game boyfriend. He is the best. (laughs) Well, Apollo's mine, so I understand. Yeah, Phoenix was born in 1992 or 93, so so it's perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, Phoenix mm-hmm. makes his court debut August 3rd, 2016. Yeah. Oh, man. So that's, that's the so date great. of the first. But you have to remember that these games came out in, like, 2002, so you're like, yeah. oh, that's so far away. And now, because... Yeah, awesome, though, especially because Spirit of Justice came out, came out in September of 2016, so right after that, like, first, like, this is the official Ace Attorney Day. This is when it all starts. I love mm-hmm. that. It's awesome. So... We've covered a lot of ground for this series, and I was a little... We, we did talk a lot, but considering our love for this series, I was kind of, like, worried about where where I would even start talking about this I definitely definitely want to like go a little more in depth with some other um, other uh, cases later on Uh, but we can save that for other episodes because you know we can talk about Ace Attorney forever Um, I did want to close it off with um, because I did want to ask you what I wanted to ask you what your favorite game or case was do you have a specific one? Like, I love them all, and it's hard to pick. But I do have answers for this, yeah, and I want to know I, yours. I kind of do. Um, and this is just the—is this the trilogy or of yes. everything? Trilogy. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I really love um, "Farewell, My Turnabout," which is the one with Matt on guard. Yes. And I just have a lot of attachment to that to that uh, case because it was really fun. It. It involves this show called the Steel Samurai and everything that is kind of like always joked about. And then finally they get to be on the set and all this stuff of, of a show. And there's like, I remember like the writer is like the super like fanboy. He's like kind of obnoxious though. And, but I also, and I don't remember which, um, I don't remember the name of it, but I love the one with, uh, what's her name? No, well, I I don't remember. Um, what's her name? Adrian Dahlia. Dahlia. Yes. <laughs> she was such a she. She. I mean, I won't talk about her, but Dahlia. She, just, mm-hmm. she was very entertaining. How about we say that? Mm-hmm. She was very entertaining, and she is definitely one of my favorite characters for how uh entertaining she was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so let's see. Let's turn about memories. Yes. And then I also love. I just love the very last case uh, with Von Karma, which is the yeah. kind of the adoptive the father. Not really adoptive mm-hmm. father, but like he was he he mentored and, and raised Edgeworth while he was uh, uh, learning uh, law. And so but because that case wraps up stuff from the very first game. And it brings up stuff that they kind of mentioned in the first game and you kind of forgot about it. And then it turned out to be a very big secret and yeah. everything just got answered. And I was just, it was so satisfying to that finish was, that. Uh, turn, about, turn about goodbyes. Yes. Yeah. That, so I, I love that the, one. The first game is really unique because, um, I mean, they're all wonderful but the first game has a kind of bonus episode. It, so it has mm-hmm. four cases, um, which is what most of the 
the anime and the movie and the musicals cover, which is just the the basic main story of Phoenix becoming a lawyer and solving Mia's murder and kind of the Edgeworth backstory. But then we get, um, that's only the four episodes. And then we get the fifth episode, which is Rise from the Ashes as a kind of bonus um, case in that game. And I believe this is the only case that actually doesn't have the word turnabout in it, um, which is interesting. I think so too, yeah. And I just remember that case took as long as the rest of the game. Yeah, and th- it's, it it's one so of my favorites. It's, it's really good. And that's the one where Emma comes in. And yes. what's so fun about that is that Maya isn't in it, which is kind of sad because I really want Maya and Emma to interact. But it is a parallel of Emma is to Maya like Emma's older sister Lana is to mm-hmm. Maya's older sister Mia. And um, yeah, Lana's you, that's on trial. Yeah, that's who you're trying to save is you're trying to save... Uh, Emma's older sister mm-hmm. who is on trial. And she reminds you of Mia and it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's very I, I love that kind of writing. The, the I think they were friends. Yes, they were. I think were. their characters knew each other. Yeah, because they, they were, were roughly the same age and yeah, they, I think they knew each other because she was the, oh what was she? The, like uh, Chief Prosecutor. Chief, yeah. They were so friends nice. slash like maybe girlfriends at some point. We I hope know. they were girlfriends. But yeah, nice. I get that vibe. Um smidgey. I love that you mentioned Farewell My Turnip out, though, because that's actually my favorite case also. Um, with it's such Ongar. a good one. It's so good. It's it's the last case of Justice for All. And while I think Trials and Tribulations is my favorite game, although mm-hmm. Spirit of Justice is a close like second, if that, because I loved that game. I, that, I thought that's the newest one, and it was just like really fun. you got to tell me when you finish it. I haven't yeah. finished the bonus episodes or the the bonus like dlc stuff yet because i'm like i don't want it to end yeah i, I love this i'm just so stuck much. at I don't this want to be- i'm just stuck at this one part where like the evidence that i have to present doesn't make any sense to me so i keep losing and so i just have to use a walkthrough and i just it's just like tedious at this point i just want this case to be over but like i've already been yeah. spoiled on something at the end and that's why i'm like i want to get to the end but yeah, we that's fair. Justice for All is just such a well-constructed game, the sequel. And a lot of sequels kind of can fall flat, but damn, Farewell My Turnabout, that last case is so good. And I believe the second season of the anime, it does cover um, the whole of the Justice for All. I hope they continue it, because I would love to see Trials and Tribulations in the anime. Yeah, Godot I don't know, that anime came character. out kind of a while ago. It started in 2016, I think, so... It wasn't that long ago. Um, but I mean, but, I don't think there's any plans to do more. But I know, but just let me dream. I it would know. Be nice. The backstory and stuff we get in Trials and Tribulations is so good. Mm-hmm. I would totally be up for just like having fangirl geek out episodes about individual cases just going off. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. I have one more question to kind of round us out. Yes. If, if if you're ready for it. I'm ready. Okay. I'm so, a little bit of an introduction. The police department in the Ace Attorney world, um, we have a police officer, kind of detective. His name is Detective Gumshoe, and he's great. We love Dick Gumshoe. We stand a very gentle boy. And he is kind of assistant to Prosecutor Edgeworth. He's also a very, like, nice guy. He has a lot of really great ideas. And he thinks that the police department should have its own mascot. He mm-hmm. creates this kind of a badger-like creature, if you will. Yes. The blue badger. My question for you is, what is your favorite badger? <laughs> we have, we have, and I will list them off. No. We have, we have the blue badger. 
He is, quote, an ally of justice who keeps the peace. We have Pink Badger. Note her unique pink bow. She seems to have a pair of handcuffs as well. I don't know. Uh, and she's got a bow. Then we've got Bad Badger, who is a vile criminal with a gun. He's got sunglasses. <laughs> a weird goat. That's how you know that he's bad. And he's also wearing pants. The other ones aren't wearing pants. And then finally, we have... Um, what is called proto badger the very first badger who is a skinnier hollow shell of a creation with soul-sucking eyes very very scary the, the first prototype of the blue badger design who's your favorite who I would like win just, in a fight <laughs> i well i just like the original blue badger i mean not the proto the, the, <laughs> the regular one we will share this on our twitter feed because it's a uh, no it's yes, yes. We, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share this photo. Bad badger. I love them. I love the them. best part is that it doesn't even look like a badger. It looks like a jester person. Yeah, he's like, it's like blue with like a weird like jester hat with jingly yeah, bells. I don't know why it's a badger. And he shows up in the first game, and then it's kind of this inside joke throughout the, all the other games. In in the Edgeworth game. He, Miles Edgeworth goes to a amusement park for the blue badger that just like has sprung up and you see all the badger mascots around. And that's actually the time where you see the cameo of Phoenix, Maya, and um, Pearl, who is Maya's little cousin who comes in oh, in the yeah. second game. You see them sitting in a rowboat, rowboat like on the little moat at the uh, amusement park. <laughs> and the blue badger is in the movie too. He is, and he is very powerful and very scary. It's <laughs> so good. He You're stops like, the gavel at some point. Yeah, like, he puts his hand right, right where the gavel's like, supposed to be, and he just looks at you with his dead eyes. Judge is like, I'm about to make my decision. The badger's like, not today, Judge. Sticks out hand. <laughs> it's all very strange, but you know what? If you play the game, then you understand. And if you've played the game, please, like, let us know. Please, like, message us on Twitter. I'm constantly looking for people to talk to about Ace Attorney. (laughs) Literally just add us at Jen Fangirl Pod and tell us all of your Ace Attorney feelings. We would love to Dude, I gotta find some old I gotta find some old cosplay pictures. No, no you don't. Oh yeah. No. Why not? We're not gonna put them on Twitter. No, no, no. I'm gonna send them to you secretly. (laughs) Okay. Unmarked envelope. I'm cool with that. Okay. Okay. It's about to be like, you're about to blow my cover online. <laughs> no, they were going to be of me, first of all. And okay, good. No, I don't think anybody cares enough to see it, so. Sorry, I got paranoid. It's all good. Listen, mm-hmm. we've, all had, we've all had cosplay glow-ups, and I'm proud of us. All right, oh. I, think, I think that's good. Yeah. What are we talking about next episode? I don't know. I think it might be our magical girl episode. Oh yeah, we're gonna get into magical girls. Yeah, Except maybe it's a, another two-parter. Maybe a two-parter. Some uh, some Japanese classic magical girls and some Western interpretations of magical girls. Yep. See what we throw around. Yeah. Because I love magical girls. Love us some magical girls. This is Generation Fangirl. Like it wouldn't be complete without lots of talk about magical girls. Mm-hmm how much i want to be one yeah you know, yeah i actually I... I have a story about magical girls that will get everybody to understand how i feel about them so Excellent. i'm excited at, to hear it at our local science museum there is a exhibit and it's a permanent exhibit that's full of jewels and crystals mm-hmm. and it's 
both like the raw crystals and then also like cut crystals that are you know cut gems that are made into necklaces and and jewelry and all that stuff every time i go in there i'm like if i break the glass and touch this will it give me magical powers <laughs> i'm willing to take the risk mm. Mm. i think about it every time i go in there i'm like if i put on this amethyst pendant will it make me have amethyst powers uh signs point to yes anyway this is what i think about like daily understandable I'm, like, still waiting for a cat to come by and talk to me and be like guess what hey it's not too late and like we were talking in the buffy episode anyone could be a slayer so. it's true and magical boys we, we shouldn't mention magical boys that too just a little bit I'm so excited to hit for that episode. Okay. You want to do the sign-off then? We don't have a sign-off. I mean, like, uh, like... Our sign-off is listening. just thanks. Bye. Yeah, that's what the sign-off is. Do we need we to come up with, a- like, a sign-off? I like know. A- I want one, but I don't know what to say. Other than stay cute. I don't know. Stay cute Every- and feisty. <laughs> no. Stay cute and nerdy. Everybody that listens to this is cute. You. True. You right now. Be cute. Me? Oh. No, I was talking to the audience. <gasps> but me too, right? Yes. Ah. You look cute today. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm impressed with how on topic we stayed. I know. Um, we just jumped right in. We're like, let's go. <laughs> no outline. Let's go. I know this by heart. I and, could talk it, about it for, forever. And we will we will have another episode where we talk about apologists and, yes. and the later stuff. But we just wanted that. to just once again. Just look out for the game coming out in early 2019. I don't know how much it's going to cost, but it doesn't matter. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And thank you. We'll catch you next time. Yep. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.